Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. There is a little extra energy today. Of that, there is no question. Greeny back in better than ever, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests today, and they're good ones. Neek in this hour, Brian Billick, Steve Young in our second hour today. All of them, as always, on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. But I will be completely honest with you now. This is a day I was not sure was going to come. So, March 18th was my last day in the studio in New York City before this week. I went up to Bristol, which for me was very much like sort of going back to my roots. And I hosted Get Up from there every single day, and I'm really proud of the show that we did over the course of that time. And any of you who watch it might have heard me say multiple times, because I said it regularly, that I was going to be optimistic about the return of sports, because it cost the same as being pessimistic, but that I was not going to be unrealistic. And I would not lie to the audience, and I never did. But I will tell you now that if you had asked me in April, in May, in June, maybe even a month ago, do I believe the National Football League season will start on time, that we will get to that Thursday night in September, and the Texas and Chiefs will kick it off as scheduled that night. If you had told me I had to bet an amount of money that mattered to me on whether that would happen or not, I would have bet no. I would have said I don't expect it. And so I, like you and everyone else, am just thrilled that we are here and I commend everyone involved. As I have complimented endlessly all that it took and everyone that it took to put on what they have for the NBA and the bubble and what the NHL is doing in the bubble and what now pro football is going to start doing tonight. And there's no sport I love watching more. I know you feel the same way. We're going to talk about it all morning here, all day here. And I will tell you, the energy on, my, on TV this morning on Get Up was something we haven't felt in months. I, all of us could feel it. I had Lewis Riddick and Damian Woody and, and Shefty and... Dominique Foxworth, and even Tim Legler said to me in a break as I was getting ready to bring him on to talk about the double overtime game in the bubble last night, he said, I got to tell you, I'm I'm more excited about the football season started than I am about anything. I think we all feel that way. We've never needed it like we need it right now, and so I am thrilled. So it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. My Straight Talk is going to be my predictions today. Mine are going to be basic. Yours, I want to be bold. Coming up in about 15 minutes... I'm going to take your phone calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, and I want you to give me your bold predictions. This is what I want to hear from you. I want you to tell me things that are a little outside the box that you genuinely believe are going to happen in the NFL this season. It could be whatever you may believe. Some team that people don't see coming, a player people don't see coming. You tell me what you think. I, want, I don't want the standard, your basic predictions. I want something a little outside the box that you genuinely believe is going to happen. Don't just make up something outlandish. My predictions will be basic. Yours will be bold. And we'll do that coming up in a few minutes at 888-SAY-ESPN. I'll give you mine now. And we have been doing for the last week and a half on Get Up. I have done divisional predictions Each day, we did a different division. So if you've been watching and following those, and I've been posting them as well on Twitter, then you've seen them. But I will run through them for you now. In the AFC, to my great dismay, I have the Patriots winning the AFC East. That's only because I don't have the Bills winning the AFC East. I certainly don't have the Jets winning the AFC East. I think Miami is a team whose future looks extraordinarily bright, but that future is more than a year away. 
So to me, the division comes down to two teams, the Bills and the, Do- and the Patriots. And I will say it this way, that if Cam Newton had signed anywhere else, I would have thought his career might come to an end. But nothing could be more Patriots, nothing could be more Bill Belichick than bringing in Cam Newton, getting him for the league minimum, and him being great. And so, of course, with my lot in life being a Jet fan, that's exactly what's going to happen. So he's going to be great. The Patriots are going to win the AFC East. That's not a surprising pick. I have the Steelers winning the AFC North. That probably is a surprising pick to most people. But I will repeat this statistic. As great as the Ravens are, and I expect to be again, the Pittsburgh Steelers last year were 8-3 and three in games in which they scored at least 11 points. They had absolutely terrible quarterback play last year, and they still, had there been seven teams in the playoffs as there are this year, would have made it. They have Ben Roethlisberger coming back. If his arm doesn't fall off, he's good for 11 points. They have a great coach and a great defense. Steelers are going to win that division. Colts are going to win the AFC South. I wavered a little on that, I will admit, when the Titans signed Jadeveon Clowney this weekend, but I'll stay with the Colts. Mostly because I think Jacoby Brissett is an underappreciated good player. I don't believe Philip Rivers has that much left. If I thought he had a lot left, I might pick them to win the Super Bowl because I think they're that good top to bottom. Their defense is great. I just am not sure they have it at quarterback, but I think they have enough to win that division. And at West, obviously, everything starts and ends with Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs should only be better, as scary as that may sound. Their defense got much better as the year went on last year, and they're all coming back. Their offense is, if Mahomes is healthy, as good as any in the sport, and they added Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Did you see this morning, Lewis Riddick on TV told me that he had the first pick in his fantasy draft, first pick overall, and he took Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Lewis Riddick knows as much about this stuff as anybody alive. So that's about as good uh, an endorsement as I could ever possibly imagine. So they're going to win that division going away. So Patriots, Steelers, Colts, and Chiefs are my division winners in the AFC. In the NFC, I have the Eagles winning the NFC East for the very simple reason that, that the Giants and Washington, I think, are a, a major step back. And the Cowboys, I still don't trust them. I just don't trust them. They've let me down too many times. I pick them and pick them and pick them, and they always lose. So fool me nine times, shame on me. I will not be fooled again. I'll go with the Eagles. Another factor on the Eagles that I like is that three of the four teams in that division have new coaching staffs, which I think in this unusual summer and preseason is a bigger deal than usual. I think it's a disadvantage. And so it is an advantage to the Eagles to have the consistency that they have and the excellence I think they have in their coaching. Wentz is terrific if he stays healthy. They've had a lot of injuries in that offensive line. That's the only thing that gives me great pause. Great pause. But I won't change the pick. I'll stay with the Eagles. I took them. I'll stay there. I have the Vikings in the NFC North. That's another one where they have great defense. They will run the football with Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins will make enough plays. I think winning a playoff game last year, as he did, will be enormous for him psychologically. I think they're the best team in that division. I don't see any reason to think Green Bay gets better, and I think they were somewhat fortunate to win 13 games last year. I don't have any confidence whatsoever in the Bears quarterback play. The Lions are a sneaky good team if Stafford is healthy, but they're not as good as Minnesota. The Vikings win that division. I have Tampa Tom winning the South. I know most people disagree, 
The Saints are a very popular pick. I think everyone pretty much has the Saints. Not me. I think the Bucks are going to be great. And I will explain exactly how they should do it coming up in a little while. But I have Tampa winning that division. And out West, I have Seattle winning the NFC West, which is another one I think most people don't see coming. But they were a yard away last year. I think they make that yard up this year. And with that, I will also tell you that my MVP pick is Russell Wilson, who has never gotten so much as a single MVP vote. He has never gotten a vote for MVP of the league. I think he will win the award this year. He's the best player in the sport not to have won it to this point. He's one of the three or four best players in the sport, period. He's a brilliant quarterback. He is going to carry that team on his shoulders again. So I have the Seahawks winning the NFC West and Russell Wilson is the MVP. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Final thought, my Super Bowl, I just can't not pick Patrick Mahomes. I just can't do it. He's just that good. And that team is too complete. Do I have them beating Tampa in the Super Bowl? I have the Chiefs over the Bucks in the Super Bowl in Tampa. So those are my predictions. And again, they are of the basic variety. I want yours to be bold. I'm opening the phones to you right now. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. I want your bold predictions. Give me something outside the box that you genuinely believe is going to happen and convince me that it's going to. We'll have that conversation in a moment. I will also have unsolicited advice for a coach who I think is about to get it all wrong. That's on the way. Again, Brian Billick today, Steve Young today, Dominique will join me. Going to be jam-packed on this, the day the football season starts. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. Greeny back with you with my unsolicited advice today for Bruce Arians, the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He doesn't need advice from me, but I'm going to give it to him anyway. And that is this. Bruce, don't forget that your quarterback is 43. I know he plays like he's 33 and looks like he's 23. But he's a 43-year-old man. Enough of this no-risk-it-no-biscuit. That's not what Tom Brady does. And it's not the strength of your team. See, these coaches become enamored of the things they've always wanted to do. Bruce Arians got into coaching because he likes flinging it down the field. That gets you 30 interceptions if your quarterback is Jameis Winston, and it gets Tom Brady hit in the chops and the ribs a lot more times than he should at his age. This is a team with an unbelievable collection of running backs, a great defense, Ride those and let them carry a 43-year-old Tom Brady to the Super Bowl the way the Broncos did for Peyton Manning at the end and a generation ago the way the Broncos did for John Elway at the end. Doesn't mean Brady can't be great. It just means don't depend everything on him. 
He's had too much on his shoulders in New England the last few years. Let him be a really good piece to the puzzle. Let him make smart decisions with the football. Let him not turn it over because that's what he does well. None of this no risk it, no biscuit. That's not the strength of the Buccaneers, and it's not what Tom Brady does. It wasn't what he did when he was 23, and it certainly isn't what he should do at 43. That's my unsolicited advice for Bruce Arians. Let's see if they get it right. Straight Talk Wireless has the full court cell phone coverage that you need. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G, for up to 50% less than the big carriers. Only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. All right, the next few minutes belong to you. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. We do bold predictions on Get Up. I want you to give me bold predictions. I want something you genuinely believe is going to happen this football season. It's a little outside the box, but you believe it. And you're going to try and convince me it's going to happen. Joey, you're first up on ESPN Radio. What's your bold prediction, Joey? Greeny, thanks so much for having me on the show. Long-time listener, first-time caller. You're one of my role models in the business. Thank you. Uh, I think the Rams win the West. I think they have one of the best minds at the helm in Sean McVay. They have the ultimate system quarterback in Jared Goff. We're going to see a running back by committee out there in L.A. They got one of the most consistent receiver cores. And they have the best defensive player in football. They play in the most competitive division, but I don't think that uh, there's a reason for them to lose. I, I, you know I what? Think they can win. Joey, I like the call. I really do. I don't see it that way, but I would not be at all stunned. Look, the Rams were in the Super Bowl 19 months ago. You are exactly right about the defense. It's not just Aaron Donald. They just signed Jalen Ramsey to a trillion-dollar contract. Their defense actually got better last year from the one that was in the Super Bowl the year before. The receiving core is very good with Cooper Cup and company. Quarterback, I'm not totally sold on, but obviously he's good enough to win with. He took you to a Super Bowl, and I certainly agree on the coach. It is the most competitive division in the sport. It's the best division in the sport. This is actually the first time in NFL history that every team in a division could make the playoffs. And if that were going to happen, that's the place to do it. That's the division where it could come from. Because the Rams or the Cardinals are the teams that I think most people figure to be last. And they might win almost any other division, or certainly many others. So I like the call. I don't see it that way, Joey, but I do like the call. And that's exactly what I'm looking for in these bold predictions. Something you genuinely believe is going to happen. Tim, you're next up on ESPN Radio. What's your bold prediction? Green, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I got two quick predictions I'll get in for to for you. One is this year, I believe the Cleveland Browns will win the AFC North. You're not hearing Baker talk about anything. You're not seeing him on commercials. They're laying low. I think they're going to win it. The other prediction is going to be the first time in NFL history the Kansas City Chiefs have built a destiny. And as a huge Chiefs fan, I can guarantee you the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win three Super Bowls in a row. The second one starts this year. It starts tonight. Go Chiefs. Okay, I like that. So there's nothing bold about that one. The first one is obviously very bold, Tim, and thank you for calling. And I appreciate everyone saying thank you to me for taking the call. But candidly, you're the one doing me the favor by calling my show. So I appreciate that very much and everybody who calls. So the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is my pick, and it's probably the most popular pick, and I don't by any means think that's bold. The the Browns to win the division is bold and not ludicrous. Now, again, I'm not buying it. I'm certainly not picking it, but I am picking them to make the playoffs. If you just only read the names on the backs of the jerseys, you would think the Browns are as good as any team in the NFL. And the quarterback is the question. There is no player in the entire National Football League, in my opinion, who has more pressure on him this season than Baker Mayfield. He's number one. 
because he was the number one pick in the draft. They didn't pick up his fifth year, and this is it. New coach, new everything, all the receivers, stacked at running back. Defense is a bunch of good players, led by Miles Garrett. I believe the Browns are going to make the playoffs because I do believe in Baker Mayfield. I think he's got some magic in him. And I think he has been humbled, which I think is a good thing for sometimes for an athlete. So I don't think they won the division, but I do believe they will make the playoffs. Tim, I like that call. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. My guest on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line right now, your bold predictions. Patrick is next. Patrick, what's your bold prediction? Uh, thanks for having me on, Greeny. And it's actually a perfect segue because my bold prediction is that the Cleveland Browns will not have Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback by the end of the year. For all the reasons that you just said, with all the names on the backs of the jerseys on their offense, Baker Mayfield is again going to let down the Cleveland Browns and the dog pound, and they will be looking for a new starting quarterback in 2022, 2021. Okay. That's an excellent call. Patrick, thank you. That is a, that is exactly what I'm looking for, because that's not the way I predict it, but that is a very good, bold prediction. And I think you're right. If it doesn't go well this year, they will be on the lookout for a new quarterback. He will become this year's Mitchell Trubisky, where they didn't pick up the fifth-year option. They'll bring in somebody else, and they'll plan on that somebody else being the quarterback. Now, the backup there, if I'm not mistaken, is it Keenum? Guys, is Case Keenum the backup in Cleveland? Yes. He is. Yeah. Case Keenum is there. Um We'll see. I mean, that would be something. That would be something. So we have back-to-back calls. One of them thinks the Browns win the division. The other one thinks that Mayfield gets benched. We'll see who's right. One more. Chris, you're on ESPN Radio. What's your bold prediction? Hey, Green. Great to hear you on the radio again. Uh, I think Lions are going to win the NFC North. I think Matt Stafford was playing at an MVP level last year. Their uh, coach and GM have a win-now directive from the owner. And your pick with the Vikings, they lost Lindell Joseph, Everson Griffin, Trey Wayne, and Xavier Rhodes on the defense, and Stephon Diggs out in the offense. I think they're going to they're gonna struggle, and I think that the Lions may have a shot, and I think they will win the division with 10 wins this year. That's a great call. I'm so This could not have gone better. This was exactly what I was looking for here. These are good, bold predictions, outside-the-box things that you genuinely believe are happening, and you gave me the reasons why. I believe the Lions make the playoffs, too, this year. I'm with you. The key is Stafford's health. If Stafford stays healthy, he was having a sneaky, great season, like MVP-caliber numbers last year before he got hurt. And then he went down, and his team never got up. They lost nine straight games, and it couldn't have been more over. Stafford is great. And if he's healthy, I'm with you. I'm not picking them. I didn't pick them to win the division. But far more surprising things than that could happen. And I think that they will make it. I think they will play meaningful games in December. Let's put it that way. Excellent calls today. Thank you, guys. That was terrific. Um, and we will continue to do that. I, I love, I love the ability to have these conversations. Thank you all very much for calling. We'll do some more of that as we go. Meanwhile, I've got Dominique coming up next. Dominique Foxworth on TV this morning made an MVP pick that shocked me and made me very unhappy. Greeny, the podcast. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. A little extra energy. Everyone can feel it today. If you're a sports fan, you know why. Greeny back with you on ESPN Radio. I think my buddy Dominique Foxworth could feel it this morning on Get Up as well. He was with me on the Shell Penzoil performance line here. And for those of you who watch us in the mornings, Dominique has become not only one of my favorite people at ESPN, but but generally one of the people I depend upon the most for our TV show in the morning. And, and Nick, we've been together so much over the course of the last few months. I know you felt it too. Like there's just an extra feeling of energy that exists today for all of us who love football because it's. I think this was an opener that we were not promised. Yeah, there was a, a lot of subtext in your in your voice there. Like this summer and ever since like March has been uh, a long, long haul. And it's not over by any stretch, but this feels like a really nice milestone and a really good reward where we can not think about all of the difficult things that we have faced for for just a couple hours tonight and enjoy the game. But uh, not to suggest that the, that sports is an escape at all, but it's something that we all receive and enjoy. And it's kind of a, a reward that I'm not sure we deserve, but I'm happy we're getting. Yeah. It, it's, I look at them separately. It, 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 to me, all the other things that are happening in the world are still happening in the world, but at least we get to watch a football game tonight. And that's a lot better than not being able to watch a football game tonight. And the weekend starts today. And that's brought to you by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. Let's, let's have a quick look at that. We all picked the chiefs to win tonight. What is your expectation as to how they will look tonight um, with no preseason, no anything? How, how, what do you think the game will look like tonight? And how do you think the chiefs will win? Yeah, my instinct on how teams will look early in the season is a little different, or throughout this entire season is a little different than everyone else's. I understand how different the year has been and how few games, or excuse me, how few practices teams have had and no preseason games. I understand how difficult that makes it for everyone, but to me that just suggests the well-run teams, the teams that are efficient in the way that they practice, the teams that are organized, and the teams that have talent are the teams that are going to succeed. I feel like we're less likely to have something fluky happen, even though this whole year it seems like it's been a ton of uh, 
unpredictable or kind of a black swan type events. I think the season is going to be pretty predictable. We're going to get the good teams that know how to practice and know how to prepare. They're going to do well. And that, for tonight, that means that we're going to get a lot of points scored, I think, by both teams. But I think the Chiefs pull out the win. Yeah, and for those of you who didn't get to see us this morning, Dominique picked the Chiefs and the Saints in the Super Bowl at the end of the season, which which would sort of go with exactly what you're saying. Nothing surprising or unusual about that at all. Uh, anyone who watches us in the morning knows how much you love Dak Prescott. Let's talk about him and the Cowboys a little bit because they always create so much um, passion one way or the other. Fans, I think, sometimes have a a skewed view of them in one direction or the other. What is your expectation for Dak in particular playing on the franchise tag this year and how good the Cowboys are going to be? Yeah, the expectations for Dak are sky high. The the season they put together to last year was better than the one before that and they're better than the one before that. He seemed to continue to get better. And if it weren't for the fact that we have a league with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in it right now, I think what he did last year would have got some serious consideration for MVP towards the end of the year if the defense could have held up. So I think he'll continue to get better. And I think I've become known on your show in the morning as like the president of the Dak Prescott fan club. In part, that was because a couple of years ago, everyone had their eyes closed and they were saying that Dak is only good because of everyone around him. And then last season, it seemed like the same thing was being said, but I was watching those games. I was watching those playoff games when he was having clutch drives and important moments. And I was watching all those things and I knew the type of player that he would be. And he showed it last year. So it feels like a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon now, and I'm not sure I'm letting them on. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the battle between you and Orlovsky, between uh, Dak. It, to me, the NFC East does not come down to Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott. It does not come down to the Eagles versus the Cowboys. It comes down to Orlovsky versus Foxworth. That's the competition that I'm looking forward to. And I will tell you that you completely ruined my morning today by making the prediction. We asked you for bold predictions that Cam Newton – would win the MVP of the league, which means that as a fan of the Jets, and I say this on behalf of Jet fans, Dolphins fans, and Bills fans everywhere, that we waited 20 years to get Tom Brady out of the division. And in his first year gone, the MVP of the league will be the Patriots quarterback. Now you tell me how there's any justice in that at all. <laughs> well, you could have signed him. He went for league minimum at the end of the year. You shouldn't be mad at the Pats because they did the obvious thing. You need to be mad at everyone else. I'll be mad at the Bears, even though they're not in that division. There's another team that could have picked up. A lot of teams could have picked him up. So I, I'm not so sure how much credit I give Bill Belichick for this. Like, he was laying around. It was an obvious move. But they are a good team. But let's be real, Granny. Do you really think that you just don't want to pass the win? Because even if Cam Newton's not there, you don't think the Jets are going to win it, do you? No, I do not, uh, because I, I am I am I am delusional, but I'm not stupid. Um, <laughs> I I think the Jets are the fourth best team in a very mediocre four team division. <laughs> so that's, that's about as bad a, a state as you can possibly be. And but I will say historically that the Jets tend to be the best when the expectations are the lowest and tend to break your heart when you have some reason to think good things are going to happen. So we'll see what happens there. But but you just touched on it. If Cam Newton had signed with, just insert other team that needed a quarterback here, if he had signed with the Bears or if he had signed with anywhere else, would you be as confident that he was going to be great as you are because he signed with Belichick and the Patriots? Absolutely not. So I think I would still have faith in him and I would still be rooting for him. I think the Bears is probably the situation that would have been a best fit for him. I would have been confident, but it's entirely different when you go up there. Like, Bill Belichick has earned a lot. And that whole Patriots organization, it's probably unfair just to give it to him, but he 
is the the gruff face that we associate with that organization. They've um they've earned the benefit of the doubt and they've earned our respect. And so I think that comes with it. And it's not just what they've done with Tom Brady. It's been well chronicled how much success they've had when Brady's been hurt and when Brady's been suspended. And they've managed to build offenses around quarterbacks that are not great. And I think that's being generous with uh with a lot of those guys that they've won with from Castle to Brissett to Garoppolo and Cam Newton is much better than all of them. So if all the reports are accurate, that his shoulder is fine, his body is fine, that's the only thing that stands between them and winning another division title, I think, is Cam Newton's health. And I think uh, Belichick and that staff is going to get the best out of him and the best out of uh, of that defense, especially since they are secondary heavy. They're one of the smart teams that realized Mm -hmm. a long time ago that DBs win championships. That's how cornerbacks always think. I, I'll, I'll take it a step farther. If it weren't for all those defensive players who opted out, I, I would pick the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl I, just because that's what Belichick does. I, I can't do it with all those guys out and you have Mahomes and Lamar and all these other great quarterbacks in the conference. But if, it, if, it, if they had all their defense back from the number one defense in the league last year, I, I would have, just, just to make myself crazy, I would have picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that wouldn't have been entirely crazy, but I mean, the division is, I mean, the conference is so, so tough. Like I, I would have had a hard time to pick them to go to the Super Bowl, um, in part because I think the defense, as good as it was last year, it wasn't as good as the numbers suggested. I think they got some good luck early and they were, had some trouble, I think, late in the season with some of those quarterbacks. And they had some trouble with Miami and Fitzpatrick as, as they were supposed to be peaking. So I don't know if I would have picked them to win the Super Bowl, but you're right. I, it would have been much easier for me to pick them to win the division because I definitely was waffling into the last uh, few days where I just leaned in and said, stop being stupid. Don't go with, with Josh Allen and the Bills. Go with Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. Like That makes good sense to me. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and much more at Progressive.com. Thank you so much, Nick. You're the best. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Can't wait. All right, that's Dominique Foxworth with me again. If you watch watch us in the morning, he's been just spectacular over the last several months, I've have, as have all of our crew. Like, like we, have, we have really come together over these last few months that have been so challenging in this country for so many different reasons and in so many different ways. And that's why I, say, I, I sort of separate them. You, you may view this as a distraction. That's fine. You, everyone can view this however they view it. The way I view it is the world is in a really, really complicated place. At least I get to watch a football game tonight. I'm excited about that. Meanwhile, I will tell you what last night's most important game really meant to the history of one sport in one city. I will do that next. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, so much going on on this Thursday. Greeny with you. Brian Billick will join me off the top of the next hour, so he's a little less than 15 minutes away. And then Steve Young, the Hall of Famer, Coming up later in the hour as well. It's also now time for the progressive Major League Baseball snapshot. Two big big games here on ESPN Radio this weekend. Saturday, the Yankees, who desperately need wins, host the Orioles. Sunday Night Baseball, the Astros take on the first place Dodgers. 
Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Obviously, tonight, it's all about the Chiefs and the Texans for the most part. Last night, it was all about the Celtics and the Raptors. What a game. Did you see it? Two overtimes. Celtics find themselves now staring at a game seven against a team that they had buried. They had them dead and buried. And what I told you before the break, that we, I would tell you what this game really means to the history of one sport in one city, it is this. If the Celtics, who have championship stuff, like they've got, they've got a good enough team, I believe, to win the championship. I picked them to win the East before the season began. I've never wavered from that. I can't believe they're facing a Game 7 in this series that they should have won multiple times by now. They should have won Game 3, they should have won Game 4, and they should have won last night. They should be up 6 nothing in a best-of-seven series. They should have won all six games. And here they are staring at a winner-go-home Game 7 tomorrow night. And if they lose, then what is going to happen is that .5 seconds left shot by O.J. Ananobi on that pass from Kyle Lowry is going to go down in Boston lore as one of the genuinely terrible moments ever. Because that series is over. It is completely over. The Celtics are half a second away from a 3-0 lead in a series in which they are definitively the better team anyway. Now, forgetting the fact that they had a lead in Game 4 and should have won that, and they had multiple chances to win the game last night and didn't, and they face a Game 7, but it just, you doesn't have to make it, you don't have to make this any more complicated than half a second left and, and it's three-zip. So that play, the Lowry pass, the Ananobi shot, if the Celtics lose tomorrow night, become, goes down in lore as one of the terrible moments in, in, in local sports history. I have to believe it does because this is a championship-caliber team. And I do believe winning the championship in the bubble is going to be a big deal. I, I think whoever wins this thing, it, it, it will be remembered very fondly. The champion, the champion of this year, considering all the circumstances, I think will have a lot of emotion attached to it. I really do. You watch that build as they get to the end here. And the games have been great. But I, I think that it's going to be a big deal. And again, I, look, I've been picking Boston all along. As I just said to you, they should be up six games to none in this series. So I'll continue to pick them. I believe they'll win tomorrow night. And if so, then I guess you'll mostly forget about that shot. But how can you have any confidence in that based upon what's happened in, in three of the last four games? It's in, it, or four of the last five games. No, three of the last four games. Excuse me. It's insane. So the Celtics are so, in my opinion, such the better team, it's not even close. And so I give a lot of credit. Look, A, I think the Raptors are very well coached. That guy, Nick Nurse, is a great coach. B, Kyle Lowry, my goodness, he is so gutsy. Paid 53 minutes last night. I really like them. I really like Toronto. I, I like the story. I'm rooting for Boston because I picked them. But I do like the story of Toronto doing what they're doing after losing Kawhi Leonard. Anyway, that was the game of the night by far last night, and we'll see that where that winds up. The other things I wanted to mention to you here before we get back to the NFL and stay on that for the most part for the rest of the show. Did you see this suggestion that I think emanated from Coach K and ultimately has been endorsed now by all the basketball coaches in the ACC? that this one year only because of the circumstances that we have an NCAA tournament in which every team is invited, all of Division I. They, have, they play a tournament that every Division I team plays in. 
So it's fascinating. They're saying that. And the NCAA is talking about creating a bubble to play the normal NCAA tournament and that likely they'll have to play with fewer teams because it's going to be very hard to bubble 64 or 68 teams. So we might have an NCAA tournament with 300 teams in it and we might have one with 30 teams in it. Somewhere in the middle of all of that is what the college basketball season will be. I just hope they can play. And that brings me to the final thing, which is we're two days away from college football beginning. How many conversations have we had over the last few months about whether there would be a college football season? And obviously in the Big Ten, it appears there isn't going to be one. In the Pac-12, excuse me, there isn't, appears there isn't going to be one. And the SEC is still a few weeks away. And the Big 12 is a few weeks away. But Clemson and Wake Forest play Saturday night on ABC. We get a game. Number one team in the country, Clemson. Dabo Sweeney, Trevor Lawrence, the biggest, the bluest bloods there are in the sport are playing in two days. So the answer to the question, will there be any college football this year, is going to be yes, they're going to play. The next question is, is that the right thing to do? And I can only give you this answer. I really hope so. I really hope so. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I don't know if the, if the ACC has this right by starting on time or if the Big Ten has it right by not starting at all. I honestly don't know. I'd love it to be right that they play because, of course, what you're rooting for is that nothing terrible happens to anyone as a consequence of it, that no one gets terribly sick. A bunch of young people are going to get the coronavirus. Tons and tons and tons of young people are getting the coronavirus, whether there is or isn't football. So the question is, does playing football create greater danger to anyone than exists without it? And the only answer I can give you to that question is, I don't know. So we will just hope that the answer is no, it does not, that everyone will be fine, and that we will get to watch Trevor Lawrence, the presumptive number one pick in the draft that Jacksonville and everyone else is tanking for because he looks like he's going to be a generational quarterback. That'll be fun to watch Saturday night. And, and we'll get to see the rest of the ACC action and Notre Dame and all of them. And then in a perfect world, if everything goes well, the Big 12 will start playing and the SEC will start playing. We'll get Alabama. And then maybe the Big, 12, the Big 10 and the Pac-12 will eventually play as well. I hope that's what winds up happening because I hope it means that it's safe to do it. We're all sports fans here and we all hope that it, it makes sense to do. I can't tell you I know it does because I don't know that. I'm not sure anyone actually knows it. All right, back to the NFL as we continue in a moment. Brian Billick and Steve Young in our next hour. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.